It's a politics time. Isn't it always politics time? Aren't we? Ca- I mean, well, come probably next Wednesday, everything will calm down a little bit. And maybe, though. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. It, could be, uh, it could be still pretty full of people uh, having meetings with everybody. Uh, but yes, it's time for the political panel. Joined, as always, by John Moore, Dr. Phil Ferguson, and Sarah Martin. Good morning to you all. Good morning, morning, everyone. Morena. All right, yes, one more sleep. Thirty uh, something odd hours, uh, and it's on for young and old for election 2017, uh, and it's a real race, um, you know. And we've talked about it a lot more of a race than we thought it was going to be two months ago, even. Uh, and I guess today, because um, it's the last day of campaigning for for the uh, for, for the prospective parties out there, um, I guess today, I guess it's all about talking about high points, low points, uh, and you know, predictions maybe. Maybe can, but can we really predict? But um, I mean, there's been a lot of highlights. There's been a lot of lowlights, and I guess one of the biggest things has been the leaders uh, and the shuffling around. Of course, uh, Andrew Little was gone. Six only. It seems like so long ago mm. that Andrew Little was out. You know, but it's only been six weeks. Matilda um, Ture, uh, of course, and Peter Dunn. Um, good old Peter Dunn. Good old. Let's not forget Pete. Hey, you can never forget Pete. Unforgettable. Um, yeah, totally unforgettable. Hey? But um, it has been uh, a topsy turvy, crazy election, John. Yeah, I think it's been the most volatile election in a long, long time, and I think that makes it quite exciting. Um, I think the fact that uh, the two major parties, Labour and National, are so close, and and the polls <coughs> seem to be all over the place. One or two polls putting Labour in the lead, and then um, more recent polls putting National in the lead, but neither party being able to um, effectively govern on its own mm. post-election. So yeah, it's a very close race. I think there's a high interest in this election compared with previous elections. We've had the whole Jacinda Mania uh, phenomena, uh, which I think has drawn um, yeah new people into this election cycle in terms of um, viewership on the election debates, in terms of of uh, younger people enrolling and yeah so I think it's one of the most exciting elections that I've, I've seen uh, in my lifetime and I think that's that's a good thing that uh, regardless of who you support or if you don't support anyone if you're going to vote or if you're not going to vote um, I think uh, people have been drawn into politics in New Zealand in a way they haven't for a long time yeah, I mean, I wonder where we would be if Andrew was still the leader. I don't think we'd be in this situation, no. Um, I, I think it would be far more likely to be a national-led government. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, crazily, everything has to be put down to just one person, uh, Jacinda Ardern. Although there's a wider context uh, that um, politics has certainly got a lot more interesting globally mm. and I think that's um, that's reflected in New Zealand where uh, political parties in this election campaign are, are making promises like they've never made uh, are pushing policies like they've never made uh, pushing out fake news like they never have before and I think that's part of this context, there's this new radical zeitgeist this new demand for uh, more substantial politics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Phil um, do you think that um, because there's been a lot of fighting um there's been a few lies there's been a bit of bullshit uh and one team from for the most part during the election has had to defend each other uh defend themselves more than attack do you think we've missed a lot of points about what 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 really is happening out there in new zealand and what really needs to be fixed yeah and in terms of policies i 
I'm kind of dubious about the idea that we've seen a, a lot more in the way of policies. Um, I mean, we saw Labor talk about more tax and then they retreated on it. Mm. I mean, what really have been the big political debates about policies? What are the big policy differences between the two parties? And I think that the impact of Jacinda Ardern has actually been quite negative for politics because it's focused a hell of a lot on person, you know, on her, mm-hmm. on her, the fact that she's, you know, an attractive young by political, by parliamentary standards, you know, an attractive young woman um, who's reasonably personable. But the politics have actually, if anything, got discussed even less. And I've got to say, for me, in terms of policies, this isn't a very interesting election at all. I mean, I'm glad I, the first time ever I got Sky a couple of weeks ago and I've been recording stuff to watch on Saturday <laughs> night because I, I have very little interest in watching the election coverage. I'll turn on the TV on, on, or I'll go to the internet on Sunday morning and find out who's won. But, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it hasn't, it's certainly not inspired me. Oh, how about you, Sarah? What's your take oh, on Well, that? look, I mean, I just, I want to pull for laughs of it there. Jacinda's <laughs> more than a pretty face, you know. She's a, a really smart politician who's, mm. uh, you know, shown herself completely capable of going up against a, you know, a man who's been in politics for many years and who's been a senior minister and prime minister. So, you know, it's not just that she's, Attractive. Actually, she's actually an incredibly competent, smart politician. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't think we should underestimate her. I think that's falling into a bit of a, a sexist uh, trap, really, just to say she's it's all about her pretty face. Um, I, I mean, I totally agree with John that it has uh, made for an exciting election where people have um, engaged in politics. Um, I, I think, though, that feels right that the degree of debate around actual policy has been limited, although, you know, I think reading, I, I think there's kind of, in some ways, and I think this has been manufactured by the National Party deliberately, there has been an attempt to um, recreate some divisions around um, rural, urban um, mm-hmm. communities and around workers and bosses, and I think, you know, that's partly manufactured, but partly because there are some quite significant um, policy differences between Labour and National in those areas. So, I mean, I think Labour has raised some some <clears throat> ideas for, you know, policy discussion around how we treat natural resources, for instance, how, um, you know, how we should treat people who make profit off our, off our shared public resources. Um, and their industrial relations policy certainly has is a big shift from the current arrangement. So I, I think it's not, um, you know, I think there is a lot of policy out there. Yeah. Uh, Can I just clarify something? I think she's actually a shrewd politician, but I don't think it's the fact that she's shrewd and intelligent that has made the difference. Because she isn't oh, more intelligent. She, she, she isn't she, more intelligent than Andrew Little. On, um, the way she took on Bill English, and you know, and actually overcame, you know, overcame. I'd say one of many of those debates. That's what's um, won her admiration. And I think she's had a long plan to be leader of the oh, Labour Party. Yes. I think uh, um, she's been working hard over nine years, uh, um, get, building her profile up, whether that's on breakfast television, uh, whether that's in uh, women's magazines. Uh, she's been deliberately trying to connect with the so- so-called middle New Zealand, and I think that's worked very well. And I think, um, yeah, I definitely think she's very competent at articulating 
her own politics. Um, I was certainly last week trying to snooker her a few times, and I, mm. I, I found it difficult uh, because she uh, she knows exactly how to put across an answer that yes, if you scrutinise that, it might lack substance, uh, it, it might be superficial, and it might avoid the question. But it sounds good. Your answers sound that's good. That's what a politician is. Yes, yeah, that's and, their game. And I think she's one of the leading politicians in New Zealand in terms of being able to uh, articulate her points of view. I think she's big. I guess a change in this election, I would say, and with the way that um, Labour particularly uh, articulating their politics, is that it's big on vision, but it's completely lacking in substance. Now, there are some some um, uh, uh, mildly uh, significant policies, that uh, policy changes that both parties are advocating. Um, so, yes, in, in terms of industrial relations, there is a slight shift back to the pre-Employment um, Contracts Act era in terms of unions having a greater role. And I think uh, Labour's um, mild... Uh, uh, shift towards free education is uh, another big policy platform and it, it certainly indicates that that era of low expectations in politics has ended that people are demanding a lot more from politicians and from governments throughout the western world and I think that's why we're actually we're seeing a, a break from that sort of so called neoliberal consensus and, and politicians now are, there has been a shift to the left um, in politics uh, globally especially in the west and I think that's reflected in the type of policy that's that we're seeing from both Labour and National. Remember, National, uh, traditional centre-right or right-wing party, is, it, is actually pro- promising a lot of goodies as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting for me, there's always a big level of scaremongering when it comes to election time. Uh, parties say that <coughs> other parties aren't going to do what they're promising and stuff like that, but this year there's been big lies, and mm. lies that we've never kind of seen before, uh, trying to pick holes in a lot of things, um, and, and, and it detracts away from the policies. It's like Labour's... It's sad that Labour... Um, backtracked on their tax because that makes them look really weak I, I feel um, and it was a strong policy but the fact that um, the the Nats are focused on some taxes that weren't even happening they're saying are oh, you going to take away um, you know you're going to increase tax when they're yeah, not really income tax. yeah increase income tax when they're not they're just going to take out a law the tax drops that National was going to bring through uh, and then you've got the nine billion dollar f- holes in, in um, their fiscal plan that aren't there either um, but people buy that up and, and, and they eat it up um, mm. and you see Paula Bennett on television when they're saying oh you're absolutely lying and it's just that horrible smirky smile that people do when they tease you and it makes you just want to punch them in the face like honestly <laughs> Paula Bennett I just like, I was looking at her on TV yesterday and I was just like oh I'm not a violent man but, but it's, had, it's, yeah, it's yeah. had an effect isn't it oh I mean, yeah National it's had did, a huge effect did the big lie over the nine billion and brazen lie as well mm. and then they just keep pushing it and what's happened in the, the, those two latest polls, the TV1 and TV3, is that Labour is down markedly. Mm, mm. And, and all, the, all the economists say it's a lie. Everybody yeah. says it's a lie, but they keep on pushing yeah. it, and it works. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's done a huge disservice to democracy, really. But, I mean, unfortunately, Labour, to some extent, set themselves up for that trap by not having a really comprehensively worked policy and not being prepared and you know to go out and argue, present a strong argument in favour of um, progressive taxation and broadening the tax base to include capital and wealth. Uh, mm. you know, I, I think that's a, 
it's a shame that they, they hadn't developed that so that they could counter these arguments. Probably they were going to be you know, hit either way, but um, I think it, you know, it would have been a better platform than to have gone on on with a really strong, well-developed, um, principled argument around why tax is good for public services and for redistribution purposes. Um, but, yeah, there's no excuses for um, the kind of lying and deceit that National yeah. has, has done. Um, I wonder what everyone's highlights are. I think my highlight was uh, Winston on Radio New Zealand with Guy Nespina. I think that was probably my highlight. Um, the way Guy on went at him like no one else has, has before about his fiscal plan. Some were talking it was $55 billion spend up, all the things that he's <laughs> promised, which is crazy. And Guy on asked him for where, where the money's coming from and asked him for the numbers, and he just, uh, it was amazing. It was a train wreck. It was incredible. Yeah, my highlight really has been. Um, the fact that the media have, have done their role at last and they've, have actually uh, spoken truth to power and so um, mainstream media have actually uh, come out and said national alike yeah. uh, and, and uh, we very rarely see that in New Zealand I think the media are often very hesitant to take on um, politicians we can think right back to uh, the time when John Campbell took on Helen Clark and, 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 and really was punished for that yeah. um, uh, so, yeah, I think it's good that the media generally is stepping up a bit more, uh, taking on politicians, and uh, hopefully we'll see a lot more of that. But, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, I think they have they've played a really strong and vital role. My highlight is probably also my low light. Um, my highlight was seeing the Tudia today come out and really... Um, you know, for the first time in a long time, we had um, the rights and needs of beneficiaries at the centre of the political debate, and the kind of improvements we should make to our social security system. And you know, I, I think her bravery and her willingness to bring that debate to the centre of um, centre of this campaign was was a highlight for me. And I, you know, there was some fantastic thinking and talking around that about yeah. how we really fundamentally need to um, change our social security system. So that was a highlight for me, but obviously it was pretty quickly followed by yeah. the um, low light of the incredibly vitriolic and nasty attacks and then ultimately her um, stepping down. But, you know, I think that triggered a really exciting <laughs> debate and an exciting campaign. If only she had done it this week. Um, <laughs> it, might, it might have been totally different because you're going to good traction after that. What about you? What about yeah, you? My, mine was the same as Sarah's. Um, the, yeah, her coming out um, on poverty and beneficiaries and at the same time we, we got this site which we get every now and then of this really nasty horrible underbelly of New Zealand politics where she was driven out of politics mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, other things for me, I think, um, business no longer fearing the Green Party and coming out and saying that was really interesting, <laughs> mm. which is crazy because it's been a big thing from from the um, from the right for many years. Fear the the Greens with their fingers on the purse strings, and even they haven't said so much about that this year, which is interesting. Uh, and the other one um, I think is a low light uh, is Maori Party's pretty much non-existence in the national campaign. I haven't seen or heard hide of them, mm. to be honest. Not too much. I mean, anyway. they've had a strong presence on social media but you really have to uh, follow people like Marama Fox yeah. to, to know what they're doing. Yeah.
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so it's going to be interesting. We've only got oh, about ten minutes to go, so um, I guess we, we we should look at it, look at what's happening, what's going to happen tomorrow, what people might think. I'm, and I'm going to leave this up to you three because, I mean, all all the predictions and everything is based on polls, and you know how I feel about <coughs> polls personally. I don't, I'm not, I don't enjoy polls. I don't like polls. I think they've got too much influence, especially when the last one comes out two days before an election. Uh, and I have seen on the internet so many of my friends going, "Oh, geez, I've been, maybe I shouldn't vote green this year." because they might not get the 5% and that will be wasted and they're all saying that because of the polls and, mm. and, and that's what makes me really pissed off about the polls my prediction is they're going to get about 10% they're going to hit double digits that's what I say but that's about as far as I'm going to go uh, in terms of predictions I, I do think there's a real risk of the Greens being wiped out from Parliament um, yeah, the, the, the amount of people I've um, spoken to who are Green supporters but will be voting uh, for Labour because of Jacinda Ardern is, is astounding and I think that indicates there's a real danger uh, for the Greens regardless of where the um, polling right now um, yeah the, 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 the fluctuation in polls to me speaks to how volatile this election is and how I, I guess uh, how people are changing their minds so rapidly from day to day over who they will vote for what type of government they want um, I, I suspect uh, National gets uh, a slightly higher percentage than Labour, um, but of course uh, under our proportional system, MMP, um, just because the party gets the highest votes doesn't lead to them necessarily, necessarily becoming the government. I think New Zealand First is, is definitely going to play the, uh, the kingmaker here. Uh, and I tend to say uh, New Zealand First will lean towards the party with uh, the most well, they always have in the past. Mm. But uh, if Labour offers um, Winston Peters uh, some goodies and an important role for himself, uh, yes, I think we could definitely have a, a Labour um, New Zealand first government. I think Labour will definitely, and Jacinda Ardern will definitely lean towards uh, working with New Zealand first rather than with the Greens and um, the Maori Party. The, the memorandum of understanding between the Greens and Labour that they're meant to be working together during this election and uh, the Greens are meant to get the first call uh, yeah. from Labour post-election. I think really that memorandum of understanding is dead uh, and a number of Greens, quite high up Greens, have been arguing that uh, it's Labour strategy to effectively destroy the Greens. Um, Jacinda Ardern has been uh, quite blatantly appropriating or stealing their policies, uh, has certainly been distancing herself from <laughs> uh, the Green Party uh, really just um, uh, um, tokenly <laughs> adhering to that memorandum she, of understanding. She is Helen's protege after yes. all. <laughs> and a, a friend of mine who's uh, very close to senior um, Green people right at the top of the election campaign, his view uh, and possibly the view of these senior Green people is that Helen Clark also, there's no coincidence that Helen Clark has been here and, yeah. and, and yes, that uh, Helen Clark has been working behind the scenes to help Labour destroy the Greens. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's um, that's pretty full on, but I I, I don't um, I I believe it. Uh, uh, what do you think, Phil? Um, I, yeah, I agree with that. I think Labour hates having anybody to their left. They hated the alliance, and in the end, they had to embrace the alliance. But they embraced them in a way that killed off the alliance. Mm. Whether they will decide that their only way to kill the Greens is to embrace them, I don't, I'm not sure, but I think they would like to destroy them, and I think Labour is much more likely to go with New Zealand first. Yep. I don't think Labour will have the numbers. I think 
that national will, will be back. Yeah. You don't think maybe the Greens' confidence and supply and then a formal coalition with NZ first? Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. And let's not 100% rule out uh, the, the Greens, if they get pissed off with Labour enough and don't get offered mm. anything by Labour, um, indirectly supporting a national-led government. That mm. might sound absurd. Well, James Shaw at the top of the pile, you know, yes. could be a Green Bloc. Uh, if, if national offers uh, the Greens um, enough, then the, the, the Green, you can have a minority government where uh, the majority of MPs and parties in Parliament aren't directly supporting uh, the government, but if certain parties abstain from, um, uh, what do you call it, a supply and... Supply, um, supply and demand. Supply and demand. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, supply and confidence. Supply and confidence oh, vote in Parliament. If, so if the Greens <laughs> oh, yeah, abstain from that vote, uh, uh, that could mean that a minority government, a minority Labour, or a minority national government could could form a government. Mm -hmm. All right, Sarah, you're up. Uh, look, I'm going to be confident and say we're going to have a change of government. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, we could easily, there's lots of um, congruence between uh, Labour, Greens and New Zealand First. New Zealand First has got some progressive people amongst its MPs. Um, so I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say there's a move for change. And I think New Zealanders are going to do the right thing, but we need all those young people at Otago University out there voting. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Government. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it will be very close, but um, that there'll be an edge, there'll be a, a, a wish for change. All right, there's been a poll this morning on another radio station uh, that is also on the television, and I'm going to give you the numbers now. Act Party on 2%, Labour, th this is, they've had 6.1 thousand um, votes on, on this, mm -hmm. Labour 31%, Green Party 6%, uh, National 47 New Zealand First 6 the Opportunities Party 8%. <laughs> <laughs> I've obviously had a lot of opportunities party people with nothing better to do than to ring in or, 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 or whatever. So this yeah. sounds like an unscientific poll. Oh, it's very unscientific. It's just like, who do you support? I mean, yeah, well, well, hey, look, is there really any science in polls? Um, yeah, I hate the polls. Um, one, one more thing before we go, I'm really interested. Will there be a Labour uh, uh, clean sweep in the Māori seats or will the Māori Party be back? Māori Party will be back. Yeah, yeah, Māori Party will be back for sure, but uh, Marama, um, Marama Fox uh, isn't, isn't inevitable that she will be back. She could lose her position because she's a list MP and she isn't likely to win her electorate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they'll be back too. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one for, for the Nats uh, and, and, and New Zealand first, to be mm. honest, because uh, I can't see uh, Winston and the Māori Party working together at all. Uh, if, if Winston Peter gets offered enough, he'll work yeah. with anyone. Yeah. He's a, he, he's, he, yes, he has some principles, uh, but he's also, yes, he likes power. He's a, <laughs> Brilliant. Well, um, has everyone voted? I know you're not voting. Uh, I, w I won't be voting. And yeah. I, I would strongly encourage people not to be um, kind of blackmailed or cajoled into into voting it's not going to make any difference fund to fund anything fundamental yeah all right <laughs> uh, yes i'm not i'm not i'm not voting either i think uh it, yeah it can be a, a political decision not to vote at times i'm not an anarchist in the sense that i'd never vote uh, i have voted in the past and even stood an election for the new labor party in 1990 uh, that's for right. the, you did, in the cargo election you and jim eh, all yes. the time uh, all right sarah uh, I'm going to vote tomorrow. I like to vote on election day. Um, I'm going to be uh, 
shall I tell you who I'm voting for? That's up, that's up to you. Do you want to know? <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, tell I'm us. I'm going to give my candidate vote to Grant Watson and Wellington Central and my party vote to the Green Party. Yeah. Um, uh, I, you know, I just don't think we can continue with the status quo anymore. You know, there's, there's homeless people all over Wellington. There's, it's a, you know, there are people struggling and things have to change. So, yeah. yeah Green. Even if there's one less child uh, or one less family out there being homeless, that's enough change for me. And one I'll, less investor competing to buy homes. Yeah, and I will be out there voting tomorrow <laughs> as well. In my colours, David Clark, North Dunedin and Green Party, party vote. I'm with you, Sarah, all the way. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and I always wear my colours and I always do it on the day. It's a thing for me. Got a whole yep. bunch of friends. We'll all go down together. Ritual. Yeah, yes. I love it. And remember, it's the party vote that counts. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Hey, well, thank you everybody for coming in. Um, I guess uh, well, maybe I'll try to get you in a little bit earlier next week, and we can analyse things. Sounds uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. But we will we'll probably be in limbo actually. So we'll <laughs> see how we go. Uh, but Sarah, thank you so much, John and all Phil. Right. Uh, have yourself Cheers. a wonderful weekend um, uh, three of us will enjoy tomorrow and you enjoy whatever shows you've recorded on I Sky will Go, do mate. I will <laughs> do yeah foil, foil's war <laughs> alright it is now see you mate it is now three minutes to the news